0: All right, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, we are starting to get into spring, which means summer's not too far away, which means the beaches are about to get busy. And let's be honest, if we're at a rough, dangerous Speech, we want our lifeguards, don't we? Well, all lifeguards, a lot of them are also athletes. This, there is a sport within the lifeguarding service. And yesterday they had the Northern Regional Pool Championships. Yes, that's right. Our lifeguards testing themselves over a number of pool events, which include obstacles, carrying mannequins, basically replicating rescue situations in a sporting contest in the controlled environment of the pool. Joining us on the programme from Northern Lifeguard Services is Zach Franich. Afternoon to you, Zach. Welcome.
1: G'day, Mark. Hey, thanks for having us on.
0: No, lovely. Look, uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, always got plenty of time for our lifeguards and want to encourage as many people to dig deep into their pockets and donate to the surf clubs and just pat them on the back and thank the volunteers. Uh, look, you heard my little description there of um, the sporting side of it. But to be able to participate, you have to also be an active lifeguard. Tell us a little bit about the pool championships because this is very big in Europe where lifeguards or well, some countries are landlocked but still have a very active sporting side to their lifeguarding community.
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, a lot of the events that we do in the pool rescue at uh, the pool rescue competition, they are like simulated rescue events. so, uh, they, they they very much try and recreate similar situations to what people and lifeguards might experience in real life rescues. Uh, at this weekend's pool rescue championships, we had over 200 junior and senior lifeguards from from right across the country, uh, and the calibre of those uh, varies from those who just, from those who are just there to have a crack, uh, to those who are trying to uh, you know have Olympic aspirations in the in the swimming world. Um, at the National Pool Championships in a, few months, in a few weeks' time, we could very likely see the likes of Zach Reed and Lewis Clebert put their put their cap and goggles on um, to try and have a tilt at making a, a world champs team ahead of uh, next year's lifetime world champs on the Gold Coast. So, uh, yeah, look, there's there's something for everyone. Uh, and if you just want to have a crack, there's plenty of events for you. And likewise, if you want to, go up against the very best in the world in the sport, there's also a home for you too. Uh,
0: That's what I do like about it, just being there yesterday and watching the juniors, is that it doesn't matter whether you're at the pointy end or just wanting to be involved. Everybody's incredibly encouraging. There are no egos. No one gets mocked or feel embarrassed if they're not at the level of a Stephen Kent or some of our sort of former elite swimmers. That's what I do like about it. Can you just describe, give us an example of a couple of the events or some of the events that the lifeguards participate in, which do simulate a rescue type situation
1: Yes, yeah, so one of the events is, uh, is an obstacle race, which is essentially uh, what you might it, it, it's supposed to simulate a wave so it really is a set of gates which uh, which, extend, which extend across the pool you know sit uh, you know from anywhere from half a meter to a meter under the water and as swimmers swim along, they have to navigate and dive under and porpoise under um, and come up the other side. Um, so the races are either 200 or 100 meters. Uh, depending on the age and depending, uh, depending on, the, on the ability. Masters have a little bit shorter as well. Uh, but that's just, that's just one example. Other examples include uh, mannequin events. So uh, for the seniors, we, we fill up a mannequin, which is shaped, uh, shaped like a person. And depending on the event, they either have to pick it up in the middle of the pool or swim down to the other end of the pool with fins on and carry it home. And again, for the juniors, um, they have a slightly easier brick to, to pick up and carry. So again, just simulating how one might act when they're, when they're out there operating in the ocean or potentially in the pool um, and, just, and and honing those skills um, and the best way to do that is to put it in, put into a competitive environment that the kids and, and guys and girls operate in teams and um, yeah again everyone has a lot of fun like you saw yesterday
0: yeah, yeah so those bricks are placed on the bottom of the pool and the mannequins are based on the bottom of the pool and the athletes dive in they swim freestyle and then they might have to dive down pick up the brick with the mannequin and then resurface don't they and then swim to the
1: end yeah, correct. And so, I mean, the majority of, the, the majority of these events, um, you're looking at anywhere from 45 seconds to potentially up to two minutes for, for a couple of them. So, um, you know, swimming, holding your breath for, for that amount of time and, and trying to go as fast as you can, um, you've got to be pretty, pretty fit and pretty engaged to be able to do that effectively. So, um, you know, a big part of the life-saving movement and how we engage our members and sport is, is a massive part of that and over the winter time, um, what better way to do that than uh, in in the nice, warm confines of a pool as opposed to outside in the water.
0: Yeah, one of the other really cool events, and I love the the relays, the relays are great because clearly it teaches teamwork, and you've got to also uh, have a discipline around some of the rules, because again it is simulating uh, open water situations, but the tube rescue, so you see athletes yesterday in a racing environment simulating, rescuing a patient by putting a tube around them, and then basically getting that patient i.e to land in this case to the other end of the pool
1: yeah that's right and i mean what we're seeing more and more of now is um is the general public are getting into trouble uh in places outside of patrols outside of patrolled locations so things like a tube rescue uh, are, are becoming very oh, they're just one of the core life-saving um skills that that our members need to need to learn and yeah you're right the tube rescue is a great way to practice that um, with our younger members um, and again, it still takes a fair amount of skill i mean if you if you've ever tried to tow anyone home whether they're a fit athlete or someone who might not be so fit mm. it's its really tough so again it's a really great way to mm. teach these skills early on and get the kids to hone them.
0: Now all lifeguards these days when you see them on the beach, they'll all have a set of fins as well or flippers and a lot of the competition involves fins and flippers with athletes staying down in a streamline or porpoise type position others just swimming freestyle with the fins on and that really is a real game changer for lifeguards in terms of just giving them that security and that greater feel of safety themselves and that ability to to get to the patient a lot quicker.
1: Yeah, correct. And I mean, I'm not sure if anyone, anyone listening has ever tried to swim on the West Coast in challenging conditions, but it's tough at the best of times. Um, and if you put a fins on, sometimes that's what's required um, to actually navigate, navigate those conditions effectively. Um, so, yeah, again, just really teaching those skills and, and enabling our, our lifeguards to get out um, to anyone who might be in trouble um, wherever that might, wherever that might be, and again, yeah, just falling back to the pool context is a great way to to keep honing those skills. over winter.
0: Yeah, Zach. I mean, this I try and explain to people. Um, surf lifesaving. It's 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 a massive sport in Australia. I mean, outside of cricket, it's almost their national sport, isn't it? I mean, they place huge emphasis on this over summer. And when it comes to the world championships, New Zealand are right in the game. In fact, you know, in more recent times, it's almost been a 50-50 split between the two countries.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I commonly refer to it as the biggest sport you've never heard of. <laughs> you know, in New Zealand, a national champs that attract anywhere up to 1,500 to 2,000 competitors. Um, we have 73 clubs across New Zealand, and, and a lot of those have um, have uh, effective surf sports program with paid or part-time paid coaches in them. Um, and that's just unreal, right? Yeah, I mean, you might expect that from the hockeys and the rugby's of the world, but um, to have uh, what you would call a minority sport, having paid coaches um, at, at, you know, at, at a number of those clubs, that's that's um yeah you you just wouldn't expect it from a from a minority sport but that's really where we are and and to your point you know at the world champs we really are um it is really between us and australia we um compete very well on the beach but also compete very well in the pool as well and you mentioned at the top Mm. of the show um that that's an event the europeans are great at uh and they have a lot of their olympic swimmers Mm. also go through that that, that similar pathway from the likes of italy and germany and france Mm. spain um, and the like so yeah it is a competitive sport um, over 50 countries you would you would you'd see uh, over 50 countries lining up at any given world championship event so um, it does have global reach and um, no it's, it's very exciting to watch
0: yeah a lot of former olympians particularly in swimming have gone on to make the um, black fins team and you mentioned lewis Clairbert. this is this is not just a sideshow for him he's genuinely engaged in this side of the sport and this side of swimming
1: yeah, no, absolutely, and, and and the conversations are very much you now. How can they make this work as part of their Olympic campaign? Uh, fortunately, next year the Olympics will be before the lifesaving world champs, and and yeah, both uh, both Lewis and, and I mentioned Zach Reed before. He's another, another current Olympian. Um, yeah, we we know conversations are happening with 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 those boys, um, and they you know they really enjoy the team atmosphere that that comes with the sport like surf lifesaving. Um, swimming, you very much is very much you on the blocks. Um, but in a, in a surf life saving environment, the, the teams are really, uh, So the event is really a, a team accumulation of points. So, um, yeah, those boys really enjoy that. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's very much factored into what the next year could look like.
0: And Zach, you've also just recently returned from overseas for another, uh, for another sporting event that's part of the surf lifesaving um, portfolio. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, that's right. So last last week um, we had two teams racing from New Zealand against two Australian teams in what we dubbed the Battle of the Tasman. Um, this is really a, 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 a lifesaving World Champs run-through um, which was held on the Gold Coast ahead of next year's event and that included two days in the pool uh, at Southport uh, Aquatic Centre where they held the Com Games and then two days on the beach uh, uh, at, uh, at Broad Beach just next to Karawa where they'll hold the beach events for the lifesaving World Champs next year. Um, so, the four days of competition, saw, it was a really great hit up for, for our New Zealand Junior and New, New Zealand Pathways team to come, like a, come up against your Australian counterparts. And they're also joined on the on the uh, Saturday and Sunday at the beach in the ocean with the Australian Open team. Um, so, that was really, that was I mean, it was a really um, exhilarating experience for our young guys and girls to come up against, you know, some of their idols in the sport. Um, and it's a very rare opportunity, you know, if you're a youth athlete, to get to line up against the very best in the sport. And that's exactly what happened last week. So, um, at the end of competition, it was, it was very, very close at one point. Uh, only a small handful of points. Eight, I think, were separating uh, both the New Zealand youth and New Zealand part teams from their Australian counterpart. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very tight again next year the Lifesaving World Champs.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And that, so those Lifesaving World Championships on the beach, that does involve, what, the big boats as well? Does it also involve the IRB, or are they, again, separate?
1: No, so the, the IRBs have the separate world champs. Um, as are the surf boats, uh, in, a, in a life-saving World Champs team, it is uh, it, it is limited to the ocean events. So you swim your board, you ski, your iron. Um, there'll be relays in there as well as the beach competitors, the beach sprints, the beach flags, the beach relays. Um, so, yeah, half half of the events is split up uh, and raced across the ocean and sand, and the other half is delivered in the pool. So, um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be trying to make sure we get our runs on the board really early against the Australian teams next year in the pool and trying to put... Distance between them, uh, them and us, by uh, trying to go with the mm. with the Europeans, and then trying to maintain the lead we've got, and try and claw some points back on the ocean.
0: And now, look, uh, just before we go, and I know summer's coming around, Zach, but just just quickly, I mean, we're always looking for more lifeguards. Um, I think maybe people have this perception that you've got to be sort of some sort of um, bronzed sort of. Um, you know, muscle-bound, sort of model-looking person to do it. But that's not the case at all. Um, there really is a place for every body type, every sort of person, if they do want to get involved in terms of being a lifeguard at a club around the country.
1: Absolutely. And I think, to be fair, the, the easiest way to get into it is through your kids. As, as, as you well know, you know um, New Zealand, we live on an island, and the best way um, for our people to be safe is to get familiar with the water. Um, across our 74 clubs in New Zealand, we have excellent junior surf programmes and that's a really good way for, for parents and, and adults to get engaged um, with, with their small people and, and, and young children. So that's probably the easiest place to start. And then from there, like you say, um, you don't have to be a bronze lifeguard, or a bronze person to, to be a lifeguard. There are things like patrol support, which um, fill very, very crucial roles and don't require you to complete sometimes. Um, but outside of that yeah, just like every other volunteer sport there's plenty of jobs that uh, that clubs need help with and um, if anyone's keen enthusiastic and, and, gla- and grassroots organizations surf clubs are that they're, they're, um that would love to have anyone who's got good skills
0: Zach French it's lovely to have you on the program thank you thanks mark Cheers.